4: 77 W.A.B.C. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 W.A.B.C. During the course of the hour, we're taking your telephone calls. 800-848-W.A.B.C. 800-848-9222. Download the 77 W.A.B.C. app. And coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, my Carter Care segment will feature on something that's important to me. But I want to start with, I want to start with Uvalde Chief Pete Arredondo on administrative leave, administrative leave this morning after failure, as we all now know, to stop the shooting. How can that man live with himself? He needs to take responsibility and resign, not just resign as the school police chief, but resign as the newly elected city council member. How can you be a leader in that community given what has happened and given clearly he makes very bad decisions? I have been uh, described uh, throughout my entire career, folks, as having a keen insight as it relates to knowing the pulse of the community. That's what's always been uh, written about me. Carter knows the pulse of the community. Well, we are in uncharted waters. Insanity when it comes to... To the rule of law, Chicago police no longer allowed to chase people on foot. You heard me, Chicago police no longer allowed to chase people on foot what 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 brought all this about? Two suspects were shot uh, in Chicago in chases, and the city has changed their policy. I guess it doesn't matter that they had guns. I I'm not saying that uh that a person should lose their life because uh they have a weapon, but if you have uh anyway. And I have never because that's not even that's not even the um the big issue that we're about to uh get to. I have never been so proud of NYPD officers the restraint that they showed on the video. You have to see the video. The video with a group that was out of control in Harlem. It is unbelievable to watch this video of what happened to these police officers in in Harlem. And so... It's um it's wild video that captures the moment and it's it's for the most part it's on video and it captures the moment that a duo attacked officers. This happened Madison Avenue uh East one hundred and fifth Street uh just before six PM uh yesterday and uh, police were attempting to arrest a woman blasting music on on the uh on the street. So number 1. Let's deal with the obvious. Contrary to what you may believe, you don't have a right to blast music on the streets of New York City or in any area for that matter. That's number 1. And while I'm at it, number 2, it's not okay to have picnics in the housing projects at 2 a.m. It's against the rules. I could give you a litany of things that is to- that are tolerated these days, and that's how we ended up in the position that we're in now. So anyway, the police asked the woman to turn down the music. Apparently uh, she flees and leaves her speakers and she comes back, and the police, a short time later, and the police ask her for identification, and apparently she didn't have it, or I believe she refused to provide it. And when that normally happens, uh, it prompts the officers to take you into custody. And that that is exactly what happened. You have to see the video. Caught on camera brawl broad daylight in the middle of the street, the police showed restraint that I didn't know was possible. At one point, at one point, a man that had on a red sweater and um, is still a uh, police are looking for him. At one point you see him uh, run up and push an officer from the back. And then it appears that he swings from Alabama to hit this officer in the back of his head. And not once, not once did the police uh, pull their weapons, yet you didn't see anything except for professional behavior trying to stop what could have turned out to be a riot. Several officers on location. And here's a little bit of what it sounded like. And yes, folks, the play-by-play that you could barely hear on the uh, tape is a man uh, stating what actually happened. And if you listen carefully, the man said, oh, she spit in his face, spit into a police officer's face. This is the world that we live in today today. And honestly, folks, I, I, I'm I'm at a loss of words because I'm trying to figure out. I have an idea. But how did we get to this point? I know pandering for votes played a large role in this. I know that uh, lowering expectations for years has played a role in this. But I, I strongly suggest that you look at the video because there was no rule of law these individuals thought they were equals to NYPD officers there was absolutely no respect for the law 800 848 WABC 800 848 9222 let's start with the telephone calls joe in the bronx good morning you're on the dominic carter oh. show
5: hi joe and dominic i'm from the bronx i want two things i want to mention uh, one uh, is about uh, Soros. I think that this man—I don't know who he is—the multimillionaire that supports a lot of these left-wing projects that are going on in the country. I don't—is he a citizen? He's not a citizen. What's the story with him?
4: To my understanding, he's a citizen, but uh, I, yeah. I'd rather he just take his money and burn it rather than right. what he's doing in terms yeah, but- of uh, funding. And, and what's despicable about this, Joe, uh, yes. because there's no other way to say this, that there yes. are officials all across America that are willing to carry out what he wants right. at, like at, the, the expense, uh, at the expense uh, of all of us. I'm sorry, Joe, go ahead.
5: Like the uh, open border, that, that that whatever's going on, they're destroying the country. I mean, uh, uh, you know, it's got to be a rocket scientist to see what's going on. The, the whole country is changing because I, uh, I used to stay in the Bronx, but now I heard that uh, the, now they're cracking down on these uh, these uh, motorcycles or whatever with no yes. license, no, yes. you know, we take, but the country is going downhill. I mean, you know that. You live near my sister. My sister lives in the, up the saddle, saddle River, so you're not too far from there. Mm-hmm. I know where you live. It's like, yeah, My cousins used to live in a house there based in the Hudson River uh a uh, uh, famous uh, movie star owned a house over there. Probably you know what I'm talking about. I can't think of a name right now. And right. another thing, I'd like to talk to Frank. Uh, what's it, the other guy that follows you?
4: Frank Morano coming up at 1 a.m.
5: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to talk to him because I, when I was a kid, uh, we we had visual contact. We've seen a UFO. Um, I'll I explain to him because... We were playing over there in the Bronx in Lumberyard. This is way back when I was about 14 years, before I, we moved to Long Island. And uh, airplanes were going to LaGuardia, right, the land. You could see them, sil- silver shaped airplanes. So we know they were airplanes. But following one of the aircraft that were the airliners, was a gr- green brown light. So me and my friends, we were only kids, teenagers. We looked at you. That could
4: gotta that be a UFO. It wasn't an airplane. Well, I, 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 yeah, hear, you, I hear you, Joe. I hear you. I, I hear you. And uh, Frank is probably listening to you right now. And uh, you can call him uh, at one a.m. and he will happily respond uh, to what you just said. Let's go to Lamar in Manhattan. Good morning, Lamar. You're on Talk Radio seventy-seven WABT.
6: Uh, Good morning. Uh, How are you doing, Brother Dominic? I hope you don't mind me calling you Brother Dominic.
4: It's okay. It's okay. Go right ahead, Lamar. Good morning.
6: I just want to remind everybody within the sound of my voice that uh, in response to your question, how did we get here, uh, there's an old saying that the fish rots from the head down. Uh, There are so many cases well, the, the well has been poisoned. There are so many cases of police misconduct that can only be called egregious. Uh, there's, So, I don't so wait,
4: Lamar, so wait, 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 wait. I, I want to engage with you here for a second. Uh, can you still hear me? Uh, very well. Okay, good, 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 good. Very good. So we have members of the community that are, for terms that you and I can understand, that are acting a complete fool and you're talking to me about police misconduct?
6: Well, you know what, Um, Brother Lamar, a few days ago or weeks ago, we were talking, you allowed me to speak with you, and we were talking about... I'll always allow you to
7: speak. Go ahead.
6: We were discussing an incident that transpired in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where a man by the name of Patrick Laoya was shot in the back of the head. The officer who committed that crime, Officer Chris uh, uh, Shore, is now facing murder charges.
4: And there are too many cases. And, okay, okay, okay. Ca- but wait, Lamar, Lamar, Lamar let let, let we, oh. We have to be honest with each other, right? It's it's very tragic that I believe Mr. Layola lost his life. But are you telling me he bears no responsibility in that incident? You've seen the video. He bears no responsibility.
6: All I can say, uh, Brother Dominic, is that the grand jury that indicted Officer Shaw did not believe that he was justified in taking that man's life, Okay, and
4: I agree with you. Okay, okay, And, and, and you're right. You're right. He has been indicted, but I know, Lamar, a smart man as yourself, you know the saying. You started with a saying. I'll throw one right back at you. A district attorney can indict a ham sandwich. And in this climate, anything involving a police officer with all of this wokeness and so on, almost anything involving a police officer, it's going. Why do you think they're not taking action? Why do you think those police officers in Harlem were punched in the head uh, and and what appeared to be like a riot situation and they were still professional? So, Lamar, I, I welcome your calls. I embrace your calls. But. I'm trying to get to the bottom of what's going on, and you're telling me police misconduct. And so if the police completely get out of the way, who's going to patrol these folks that are acting like they have absolutely no sense, Lamar? And I'm asking you that question.
6: Uh, all I can say, Brother Dominic, is that there is a conspicuous societal disconnect between the police and the civilian population and this didn't just happen overnight right there are are injustices that have been going on for decades, many many years, you are are a professional journalist, you know for a fact, this is before my time, maybe uh, uh, perhaps even before your time, but there was a thing called the Knapp Commission that came to the conclusion that the police in your city were engaged in a level of corruption that was without President, the police commission at that time, Mr. Patrick Murphy, said himself that corruption was the rule rather than the exception in the NYPD. This has been going on for many, many, many years, and it's not going to be solved overnight. And, and, well, and, and we, as far as that is concerned, we agree I, on that. I, 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 I'm not a Democrat or a Republican, but I will say that your, our current mayor, Mayor Adams, who is being blamed for all of these incidents, this this didn't happen overnight. And Mayor Adams, I don't care if he's Superman, is not going to be able to solve it overnight. Fair,
4: fair enough, Lamar. I just want you to do me a favor. Please. I don't yes, know if, you, if you've seen the video yet, but go go look at the video. You can go almost to any a newspaper site, go look at what happened in the community, the way that these people, men and women, jumped on these police officers, punched these police officers, absolutely no respect for the law. None. So please, Lamar, I, all, I go ahead quickly. we end the conversation, can I ask you a
6: question? Yes, but quick, go ahead. My question is, from your professional standpoint, a man of your intellect and professional background, what do you think, Brother Dominic, is the cause for this rage among
4: our communities? Wow, that's a great question, Lamar. And, and I can't answer that in an hour time. But one, it starts with education. It starts with education. Uh, too many in communities of color are taught that there are shortcuts to education. Nothing worthwhile in life, Lamar, you know the answers to this, uh, comes easy. And so lack of education, no discipline, no role models, no father figures, and thinking that you're equal to police officers and that you can do whatever you want. So, Lamar, and I've gone on way too long, but thank you for the call, Lamar. I, you know, I, I, I hear you. I hear you, I really do, when when you're talking about alleged police misconduct. Go look at the video. I, I defy you or anyone else to show me police misconduct in that Harlem video as those officers were spit on in the face and punched in the back of the head and not a single officer pulled their weapon. I don't know if I could have reacted that way. After being punched in the back of my head and spit in my face with with in this day of uh COVID and God knows uh what else. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Wilford in Newark. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Good morning.
8: In that uh answer I guy's Remember this, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And America's Constitution, was that's part of it with the ounce of prevention. That's why it had freedom for you to do anything you want, as long as you don't mess with somebody else. But they've been chipping away at the Constitution, you know, coming up with little things and always for your protection. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we get and these gun violence we're getting off and they're trying to cure it. That's the ounce of prevention they didn't do. They're doing the pound of cure, making all these new laws up and stuff. If you if you let a kid, when a kid grows up, I mean, he's born, he knows nothing. He's a total nothing as far as brains. But he learns from what he sees. And when they go to school and they can beat up the teachers and do that kind of stuff, yeah, and don't get punished, that's how they grow into these guys that – do those shooting
4: and things well that you know, like that that that, that that's yeah. a good point wilford uh that you're making uh, in newark let's go to queens let's see what uh ellen has to say good morning ellen you're on talk radio Hi. 77 wabc
9: Hi, hi. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I was listening to both uh, both of the uh, people uh, before me, and I, I, I am understanding of the history, and there's a lot of issues and um, problems systemically. But when you think about it, um, small you know small incursions do lead to bigger problems, and that's that goes for if you're raising kids. Um, you give a little bit. You you don't have enough. Uh, uh, say in what goes on in the small areas, it becomes bigger problems later. So regarding um, radios and music being pumped up in the middle of the night, too loud, where the neighbors can't sleep, um, I would say that this is one of these incursions and this this would be true even if it was gospel music for crying out loud, it's too loud, Absolutely. and other neighbors can't sleep. Absolutely. So it has nothing to do with, you know, what kind of music it was or who, who was doing it, but gee, you know, these cops should have been able to at least tell the people firmly and even if need be, you know, take the – if they didn't cooperate, that is, you know, if they refused to cooperate even a little bit, just be able to – you know, take the radio away or even mm-hmm. give them a citation or a ticket or something if they got hands. Well, them.
4: I, I should what point is- out uh, again, and, and Ellen, I, I really appreciate your call. Thank you. I should point out again that this happened before 6 p.m., so it wasn't very, very late. But if a police officer gives you a command... Uh, you are – maybe command is the wrong word. Certainly in the community, they'll say, how dare you command me? So if a police officer instructs you to do something, you're supposed to comply with it. And if it's not lawful or whatever the case may be, there are avenues to pursue uh, after that. But it is against the law. If an officer asks you for identification and you don't provide it, you can be taken into custody for that, and that's, that's what happened here. you. But, but I, I still return to my point of if the police are not going to be able to police communities, and when you look at this video, it, 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 I mean, these officers showed restraint that was remarkable. It's amazing. That no one was shot or that not a single officer, at least based on the video that I saw, pulled out their revolver. As they were under attack, people throwing haymakers at them from all different directions. And the lead antagonist, a guy with a red shirt, red sneakers, takes off running like the road runner up the block. But guess what, buddy? They're going to find you. They're going to find you, and hopefully, hopefully you will receive the justice that should be coming your way for punching that police officer in the back of his head where he didn't even see where it was coming. And he starts out his greatest hits, folks. He runs up on the situation pushing a police officer. So that should be assault and uh when 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 you're in custody uh we don't want to hear about your mother. We don't want to hear about you're a victim. Man up. Y- you know, the situation happened, so deal with it. Dominic Carter here with you Talk Radio 77 WABC. Time for a break coming up at 12:45. Uh Dominic Carter cares that segment and uh Frank Morano at 1 a.m. and when we come back more of your telephone calls. And another man—you cannot make this up—was arrested, district attorney for shoplifting. District Attorney Alvin Bragg apparently wanted him locked up. It is his only his one hundred and twenty second arrest, but thanks to bail laws, you folks already know what happened. I don't have to say it. I'll be right back.
2: WABC. Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
4: Right back to your telephone calls in just a second. But first, (laughs) even D.A. Bragg wanted to uh, keep this guy locked up. 122nd arrest uh, released Wednesday due to the bail laws. And uh the guy's name, thirty-four years old, Lorenzo McLucas, uh, was nabbed for stealing from the cosmetics counter at a Dwayne Reed on Lexington Avenue in Midtown Manhattan. And so thank you, Mr. McLucas. If you are guilty, it is because of people like you that the rest of us have to now stand and wait twenty minutes. Before they can go find the key, unlock the product, and then sell it to us when we're paying for the item, paying the sales tax on it, paying the employee's salary. Thank you for abusing all of us. But when the reporters tried to talk to him a few hours ago, he didn't have much to say. What's the interview
1: going to be about? We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk.
8: What is it going to be about? Me stealing it?
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you tell me about it. No. Come on. Uh, yeah, have All a right. good day. Why you can't got you enough, tell
7: me? You got
1: enough to tell. Why can't you tell me? What you do you
7: steal?
1: What do you steal? You,
7: right. All right. you sure? All right. All
1: right. What do you Still steal?
8: Can't you tell me what you steal? No, so, they look
6: it up.
1: Google it. Google it? What is it? What is it, though? Get out Go- of my face I spit on you. Come on. Oh, okay. You. On All face, right. I'll take I'll care.
4: Get out of my face before I spit on you. Embolden. They're calling the shots. You and I are not. Our friend Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer.
10: Hey, Dominic. Um, I so wish they'd give you more time. I just think you're you're just so bright. And I, I just adore you.
3: So well, thank you, so thank you.
10: Me talk. Um, i a little tongue tied when it comes to this whole. I'm listening. You know what I mean to this guy, this Lorenzo, but. Bats- and I think, who are there that many criminals or families of criminal members that these are the people that are voting these people in or these white white guilt suburban moms? I mean, who the hell votes these people in? Who doesn't want a quality of life? Who doesn't want to be able to go
4: to the theater? It, Jennifer, so- it depends on which area that, that you're talking about. If you're referring to the city of New York, you already know the game. Us Democrats must control New York. And so... Uh, voters, uh, mostly gonna, mostly people did, of color, go in I'm and gonna, pull the Democratic lever.
10: Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to overspeed you. I apologize. It's okay. People of People of color don't want to live in peace. They don't want to feel secure in their own surroundings. I don't understand how many people of color don't want that. And, and to me, I just find it staggering, Dominic, that we are where we are in this society. You watch people filling up their carts at a grocery store with time and this and that hundred a thousand dollars and just walk off the door completely unchallenged big carriages full of it you watch the stealing you watch people that work at Dwayne reed being beaten about the head with a bike lock i mean what in the hell I, I, it's like everything has gone crazy and, and i don't know why anyone would want to work at one of these places i don't know why any cop would want to be a cop and go out and actually do his job i'm that man, Lamar, you asked him, did that uh, – well, I don't know how to say his last name. I apologize. It's okay. Uh, in grand, grand Rapids. Um, did he ha- play any part in his own – you know, what happened to him that night, in his own demise that morning? And he, I noticed he didn't answer. He just deferred to the grand jury. Because, of course, he did. He made bad decisions. He was drunk driving. He was more than three and a half times the legal limit. He had already been arrested and convicted three times of drunk driving. He could have killed anybody's family on the road any of those times. Um, he made bad decisions, bad decisions. Jennifer, the-
4: no, none of that matters. In the, in <laughs> the, in the, in the, in the day and times exactly. that, we, that we live in, all, all of the dysfunction, none of that matters. The only you thing know- that matters is that if the officer uses a deadly force— does it, know, it doesn't matter if it's justified or not. Their life is over, and the person that's shot uh, becomes a martyr. It's as simple exactly. as
10: that. You know they'll be so in the city for money. Ben Crump, I'm sure, is already on the case. And let me say this, Dominic. Why would anybody – you know they're having a hard time recruiting for these departments – and you know what they're going to be paying them to do once they get them on the floor? Sit in their car and look the other way. Absolutely. You know, I told you before the Detroit chief of, former chief of police, an African American man, had looked at Andrew Shaw's record and said he was a good cop. No bad, nothing bad in his record, but he took a lot of illegal guns and illegal drugs off the street. Who knows how many people he protected doing that? And I told you when you're in a fight like that, and I know you know because you're intelligent. We lost an officer in my hometown from that very thing. He was afraid to draw on this guy because it was right after George Floyd. And this guy hit him in the head with a rock, knocked him out, and this guy was killed, shot in the head with his own gun. So I am sick of these people, whether it be Lamar, no disrespect as a person. But on this opinion, who do they expect is going to protect them when they need help?
4: Well, Jennifer, as always, I thank you for the call. And let me make this point. Let me be very clear. I am not talking about one specific case. I am not talking about one individual. Okay? Uh, Jennifer just referenced Mr. Floyd. I am not talking about Mr. Floyd. I'm making a general statement. It's one that's controversial, but it's the truth. So there's an incident with the police. It, let's let's say it happens in in um, in City Cosby. I see something that has Rita Cosby's name up in front of me. It happens in in City Cosby. The individual, that individual's life, was worth maybe five dollars the day of the incident, and then something happens with a police officer. And the family sues, and here comes the ambulance chasers with their third of the money plus expenses. And you go from nothing, from a zero to a hero financially. So the day before, your life was worth $5. But now there's an incident with the police, a questionable incident. And a year from now, a mayor looking to run for reelection settles the case, and your family walks away with five million dollars when you were only worth the day before the shooting five dollars. Now, how is that fair to the to the taxpayers? Let's go to Lou in Long Island. Good morning, Lou. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC.
8: Yes. Good morning, Don. Make always
5: a pleasure. Um, in New York State, you do not have to give ID for an officer unless he uh, suspects you of criminal intent and uh, it what, could hey, only but be but a Lou, felony or a misdemeanor. But Lou, now, I, wait, please, wait, 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 Lou, woman, wait, Lou, wait, 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 lady. Lou,
4: wait. Hold on one second. If an officer asks you for ID, then in all likelihood, they believe that you're right. They have cause. They believe that you've done something. Correct. They're not going to just yes. ask however, you for ID for the sake of asking for ID.
8: However, this woman and
4: I'm
5: not going to call her a lady. Okay, this uh, altercation in Harlem. Right. They asked her for ID and she refused. She was within her rights.
4: Uh, you don't. No. She no. No. You Lou. Been Lou. Wait. Lou. We don't know what happened right before that. How can you say she was within her right if they had probable cause to ask her for an ID? How could you say that, they, that they're not in the right?
5: Because what her, she was, would have been guilty of a violation
4: that does not require but, ID. But, Lou, you're making the assumption that that's all that happened. We don't know what happened for why the officers asked for that. See, to be real with you, Dominic,
5: Lou- I, I support the police. I am okay. not in any way anti-police, okay. but I do believe in people's rights. You can't be walking down the street and a cop thinks you look a little shady. Hey, give me your ID. No, I'm not.
4: Well, okay, but Lou. So, so here's the good news for people like you, and I, I hope that you're not a crime victim. So, if you go to Chicago, right? I have. The, been. It, okay, so the police, the police now, they they can't. Oh, that's uh, ridiculous. They they can't even they can't even follow you. I mean,
5: no, that's completely I, ridiculous.
4: I, and 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 I'm going to say thank you for the call, Lou. I'm going to say something else that's controversial right now, but this is how I really feel. What is the point of having a black mayor if this is what you're going to do? All you are doing, Madam Mayor, is lowering expectations for your own people. No offense. It's not white people that are going to be killed. It's African Americans that are going to continue to die in Chicago. And now... Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, some weekends, 40, 50 shootings, you know, doesn't have to be a holiday weekend. It's just regular course of business, 30, 40, 20 shootings. And now the police, because of two questionable shootings where the suspects had guns. They had guns. Yes, they, they died. One was shot in the back. One was a teenager. They died. They had guns. Unfortunately, bad things happen to people sometimes when you have guns. But what is the point of of a community in this in this example, the black community, turning out to vote to put one of their own in office when all you're doing, Madam Mayor, is setting your own people back a hundred years. That's all you're doing. You're not giving them civil rights. Uh, let's go to Corey in Palm Beach, Florida. Good morning, Corey. What's on your mind?
7: Hey, Dom. Always an honor and a pleasure to speak with you. you the best.
4: Thank you. Go right ahead, please.
7: Um, yes. Yeah, so the, the whole thing is we've let, we, the police have gone from proactive to reactive. To where they're not allowed to go out, such as the street crimes unit, and go after people. Because people have the assumption that they're just going to stop whatever random person in the street. If they were doing that, they would be doing nothing but standing around and asking people for IDs. And so they know who the bad guys are. They know who's going to be carrying weapons. Secondly, they did show a great deal of strength with that, and that woman was blasting the boombox, right? So she was committing a violation. Correct,
4: but, but yes, but but Corey, it just seems like it just seems like the the rules don't apply, and and it, it's a good thing that I'm not a police officer because if I was an officer at that Harlem situation, uh, someone may have been shot. Someone I may agree. have been shot because if you punched me in the back of my head and I didn't see it coming. Now, remember, I don't know if you're hitting me with a hammer. I don't know what you're hitting right. me with. Or if you hit my partner. Uh, uh, so, you, know, you, you know. I mean, I've
7: been slashed. I Well, I had an altercation when I was younger in college. And uh, five guys jumped my friend, and I wanted to help him. And uh, a guy came, you know. We were getting hit all around and the guy came from behind me and he slashed me from the back of my neck all the way across to the front of my face Mm. and I was 140 stitches.
4: Wow. Wow. Well, Corey, so I, I, I'm, I'm you sorry. Right, you, you do never know, and I'm, I'm really sorry that happened to you. I, I have to move on because we have a lot of calls, and I've got to take a break. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC coming up at 1 a.m. Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. When I come back, Carter cares, and back to your telephone calls.
2: WABC.
9: Uno. he's your numero uno
3: highlighting
4: stories that hit close to home from your borough to your dinner table this is carter cares and your heart just has to go out to this woman regarding the incident with the taxi cab slammed into the sidewalk and the building this week why does it seem that in life, or certainly lately, uh good bad things happen to good people. The basketball player out one night in Harlem trying to have fun, catches a bullet in the head. The tourists uh in the um in the cabbie crash, she was headed back to Ohio the next day, according to her family. Her name is Misha Wallace visiting from Columbus, and now one of her legs had to be amputated. Let's go back to your telephone calls. Pam in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
11: Yes, hi. good morning, Dominic. First of all, I too wish you had an additional consecutive hour on the air. But uh, what I wanted to mention was uh, I think and I'm sure that you remember back and I think it was 2020 when remember in the summertime where these police officers were uh, deluged with water from buckets from, from behind. Well, I think that, of course, that was de Blasio's orders for police officers to stand down. And I mean, I think that was the beginning of police having to just take it from uh, these hoodlums and be
4: abused.
11: Uh, and and,
4: and 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 I'm glad you called them hoodlums because that's exactly what they are. And um, they thought it was so funny, and it was so mm-hmm. disrespectful. And yes. I, I, you know, it, it it really turned my stomach. It really did. That wearing oh. that uniform, police officers, and and you clowns think it's funny to throw water on them.
11: And I remember the way they walked away, like they were um, uh, like little, little little kids, afraid to even turn around and look at these uh, hoodlums. And I really think that was the start of it, and it's it's continuing. And I think it's disgraceful that police have to stand by and be abused like that. I mean, if if nothing is done, di- I mean, it goes all back to the to the the broken windows thing with Mayor Giuliani. I mean, that. Maybe it sounds terrible, broken windows. But no, the, I, I love the, the, idea I love it, the
4: broken yeah. windows, and and the and it started. About, go ahead, I'm I'm sorry, Pam. Go ahead.
11: No, that's okay. I was going to say the idea behind it was so that uh, little crimes wouldn't develop into big crimes. You nip them in the bud instead of letting them go wild. And now look what we have running around in this city.
4: And I, and, I don't. I, and that's why that's why I speak so fondly of Mayor Giuliani because, you and, you know, some people may have a problem with this, but I, I really loved his, uh, his approach. And the mayor's sure the approach, uh, to, to make it very simplistic, the mayor's approach to these thugs was, you act up, I act up. Now try me. And they knew that Mayor Giuliani was not playing. That Mayor Giuliani right. would instruct his police commissioners, lock them up. We'll let them have their day in court two weeks from now. I'll see you in court, Civil Liberties Union. And Rudy Giuliani cleaned up New York City, and it is a disgrace to his legacy what the city is now. Thank you for the uh, for the call, Pam in Brooklyn. Let's go out to Seattle, Washington. Let's say good morning to uh, Marino. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77
3: WABC. Hey, good morning. Um, I had to say, echo the same thing. It's the same thing out here on the other side of the continent and how things are happening with our light rail transit, our metro transit out here where, you know, our, we had a chief of police who stepped down during the Chad thing going on here and there's total disregard for it where people are finally just having just enough of this, even San Francisco with the chest Bodine getting kicked out and we'll see what happens with Gascon in LA, but here in Seattle it's a new phenomenon and I have some friends who are drivers and the drivers are speaking up about the Metro bus transit in this area where people are getting on the buses and they're smoking fentanyl on there. And are are you serious? Yo, absolutely, and the driver, there's a driver who went on a local radio show here in the Seattle area where he said that he was, um, you know, he, he was, it, it affected him, and the CEO, the the chief of the Metro Transit here said, well, there's no studies that says that there's secondhand smoke is affecting it, and the driver's going, are you kidding me? And it's, you know, we've lost, for the size of Seattle, we've lost, 600 officers in the last few years and you you can't even do it and it's and it's just unbelievable I used to work for a company that was based in Rockefeller Center and I used to go to New York a lot I remember when Giuliani cleaned it up and it's the same thing up down the west coast or San Francisco Seattle LA Portland it's just a complete just disregard and it's just awful and And
4: Marino I'm, I'm 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 really shocked to hear that because as I've said before I'm very familiar with your city or at least I lived there uh, in high yeah. school I lived in a suburb two suburbs Linwood and uh Edmonds for about a year okay. and I live all, in and and all I remember is things were safe and uh you know I played high school football and we went to school and that was that and so and and you know, we paid attention to the uh to the football team in Seattle, the seahawks and and that and that was the old stadium, and that was that, so you're telling me now it's a city out of control
3: oh it's 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 you know the downtown area by were kind of on the waterfront where the ferry docks are and and Pike Street and all uh-huh, that there, uh-huh. there was so much there was murder, there was so much crime there that they finally put like a mobile police station there. And you know, Amazon there's fifty, sixty thousand people for Amazon that live on the on the Lake Union side of Seattle where it's just people have just had enough here with what's going on. You 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 step on needles, it is absolute shame oh. what is going on here. And they made a change with the 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 uh uh the Seattle you know the DA here but, mm-hmm. but you know it's up to the judges It's there was a big article in the local papers here about which judges are really lenient that it's it's not safe you know the cruise ships come in and they're people don't really want to go down people don't go to conventions and you wow. know you just have to look up and down the I-5 corridor it's 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 horrible on the way you know
4: i i i i remember well a few times uh uh being in seattle and and driving, uh, I think it was about a two-hour drive up to Victoria in Canada, Vancouver. and yeah. to Vancouver, Vancouver yes. Yeah. And 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 it was just, it was a wonderful time. And I'm sorry, thank you for the call, uh, Marino. I'm sorry that things are going uh, that way in uh, Seattle. Let's go to Michael in New York. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
3: Hey, Don, I just want to correct you on one thing. You do not have to identify yourself to the police unless they actually arrest you.
4: That's not they true. Have- Michael, Michael, I, I is-
3: go ahead. Is- go ahead,
4: Michael. Go ahead, they Michael.
3: They have a lot of rights. They have the right to detain you if they believe right. Mike,
4: to- Michael, oh. Michael, if the police have, um, um, if they believe the that, that suspicion uh, that you've done something that's illegal and they ask it's you right. for identity. Let me finish and then you can have your say and they ask you for identification, and you refuse, they have the right to arrest you right there on the spot until they can prove what your identity is. Now, go ahead, Michael.
3: You're 100% wrong. A criminal defense lawyer, not a state in the United States of America, has to stop an ID state because it would be an illegal seizure. Now, they can detain you, and they can't question you. That's what I just said. ID you is different. Say... I suspect you of committing a crime, not an arrest. Show me your ID. They can ask, but you don't
1: have to give it to them.
4: And, and, and they have the right, as what happened in Harlem, to detain you, to arrest you until they can find out your identity. I'm not, Michael, I'm not going to argue with you. And No offense, with all due respect, um, I hear you when you're saying you're a, a, an attorney, but you're dead wrong on this one. And so history is on my side, and that's exactly what happened in this Harlem case here. Let's go to JC in Pennsylvania. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio
1: 77 WABC. Hey Dominic, it's a beautiful thing that I'm talking to you. But it, you know what, Dominic? It seems like everybody just wants to live in the past. They want to blame everything on what happened before, and they 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 are married to that narrative. When you, wait, 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 wait! When you say
4: when you say what happened before? Tell me what you mean. Right.
1: I mean, rather than rather than look at everything at face value like the fellow Lamar, rather than look at things at face value as they come up and, and just look at the bare facts, not if black or white or what was the trend in the past, but look at every single thing at face value and not jaded from a narrative that has come before. I think we'll all be better for that.
4: But that's not going to happen. The perfect example is in Harlem. What what happened no, in the, I, in this in the, in the, in the situation? They well, literally
1: attacked police officers it's unbelievable unbelievable what happened there i agree with you wholeheartedly uh, i guess i'm more of an idealist but i agree with you wholeheartedly that it was totally disgusting and the the men in blue they stood their ground and they didn't they you're right they restrained there was Perfect pride and perfect example for everybody else. They
4: they had every right. And, and J.C., thank you. i got to wrap this up in a second here. Frank Marano is going to join me, and then we're going to go back to your telephone calls. Those officers in Harlem had every right to pull out their baton and use them. They were under attack. The punches were coming from every direction, including from behind them. They were outnumbered, and they still did not they did not pull out their weapon they didn't they didn't call a 1013 or at least i didn't hear them on the video for uh for a massive amount of backup which is what they should have done but can you imagine if you've seen the video what happened and if they had put out a 1013 officer in need of immediate assistance and now you've got every uh car uh plain clothes and uniform Flying to the area and they see these cops being punched in the back of the head. Can you imagine what could have happened in Harlem on Madison Avenue at what 105th street? And, but, but the good news, the good news, the guy that was one of the chief um, leaders of this, you'll be in custody very soon. And then don't, don't cry for mama. Don't, don't tell me about your civil rights, man up. Joining me right now, Frank Marano, Hello. the other side of Midnight. Dominic, Good morning how are to you, you my friend? What do you have coming up this morning?
2: Uh, well, we are going to do our weekly sit-down with uh, Brian Kilmeade to uh, chew over the news of the day and get a preview of what uh, he's going to be talking about. Certainly, he's got a lot of insight into this uh, January 6th situation. We're going to talk about that. And I'm very much looking forward to this week's edition of the AC Report when we talk with Michael Chait, the president of the Greater Atlantic City Chamber of Commerce, because now that summer has officially begun, there is no place uh, that is more fun to hang out during summer then Atlantic City, we'll find out what the Chamber of Commerce is up to. And I've got a few other tricks up my sleeve that will uh, – a lot of other issues in the news that I'm going to comment on throughout the day.
4: You know, I loved uh, y- the way you set up uh, the affirmative action argument last night. Oh, thanks, and uh, which... reparations.
2: Uh, uh, right, right, yeah. right,
4: reparations. See, see, look at But, that. I mean, <laughs> it did
2: lead to an affirmative right, action right. argument. And so, and
4: so I I just want to stay – Do you want a I couple of bucks? Is this where this is going? <laughs> No, my my philosophy. um, I'm against reparations. I feel that they are divisive, and my uh, my attitude is, I don't want you or anybody else to give me anything. Just as James Brown says in his record, Mm. just open the door, and I'll get it Mm -hmm. myself.
2: You know. I think that's such a refreshing, and uh, I mean that's my view exactly, and I think that's a refreshing attitude. Irrespective of people's race, of people's race, it seems like there are too many folks that are just too comfortable, just taking.
4: And so, you know, oftentimes, Frank, when I have the conversations with um, with my African American colleagues, some of them very, very, very high profile. I can't say the names, but if I did, the audience would recognize them right away. Uh, one of the things that they have said to me for years is, Dominic, you know, we're not too far removed from slavery as an excuse for, for what goes on. And um, I may get in trouble for saying this, but I'm like, do you want me to pull out my violin now? Exactly. You know, because, and to the point that you made last night, every group of people has had its share of problems and, and this is not looking down on anyone. Again, I am just stating that my point of view, my point of view what, one of the best things they taught me up at Syracuse University when I got to the graduate school of journalism is they said, basically said through their actions, we don't care what your race is. Right. You are going to work very hard if you think you're going to make it through this program.
2: And I I appreciate, you know, I I do, too. And I think that, um, you know, again, there's nothing like slavery. It's a a once. And I mean, there's nothing that compares to it. Right. Every group has had their share of injustice. Slavery is worse than almost what anybody's experienced. But how many generations do you need to be removed from from slavery before you're responsible for what's going on in your life and not somebody that oppressed an ancestor that you never met hundreds of years ago? i I agree with that uh let's try to squeeze in one more quick call. you selected. How about uh how about Jules in Boston?
4: Jules go right ahead. You've got fifteen seconds, please. Well, I just want to
7: say thank you very much for your commentary. I agree with so much of what you said regarding that video uh it was very disturbing to watch, and I just was gonna comment on the other other video this week that was very disturbing to watch was. Those two women talking about how they've been targeted by um, supporters of Donald Trump regarding the election. That was very, very, very difficult to, to, to see. And we need to be a better society and to honor people in the way that we need to honor them by making
4: sure. Yeah, that I, I, I've got to step in, Jules. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, Frank. Well, you know, I don't even have time to ask. I'll I'll save this for tomorrow. But, folks, keep it right there. Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight starts right now.